So I was, uh, oh boy. <laughs> all right, this show is all about, about I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I'm about to. Oh, yeah. um, so, so. <laughs> Welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey everybody, welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. That number is 818-253-1693 for the voicemails. We're going to get into a bunch of them today. Uh, you have weird body questions and we're going to lump them all together. Emails, of course, uh, drdriftdark at gmail.com and store.ymhstudios.com. Get that rational. I want the rational revolution everywhere. I want everyone that iconography now that the revolution is beginning. So uh, you guys wanted to give me some crap about something, so I'll let you start off with that. So go ahead. Yeah. Have at it. So you came in here and you were like... Uh Oh my God, guys! I need to uh, charge my phone during yeah. the show. It's, yeah. I, I went on a 16-hour run before I got in here, yeah. and it's just completely draining the battery. And mm. we looked at it, homie. It's at 70 percent. Well, let me see. It's at 57 percent. You know what? You know what I call that? Not a time that you need to recharge your phone. Uh, and I told you at 50 percent is when I start to panic. Uh -huh. So this is my OCD. And well, why are you panicking at 50 percent? Because, because I have OCD. I have OCD. When you have OCD. Part of the OCD, there's a kind of OCD that is sort of a, uh, kind of has a hoarding quality to it. That when when you don't have a lot of something, you feel like you have none. So when I when I I keep my phone, any any gets it. Look at him nodding his head. Like, yeah. do you have some of that? I mean, yeah, I think we already d discovered that. That you have some of that. Episode. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah. There was a time I, I hyperventilated because I couldn't draw the letter X correctly as a kid. <laughs> that, that was like a consistent thing for me. I fucking hate the letter X. That's a little different, but I, I love it. I hate the letter X. <laughs> no, because uh, I need it to be like... <laughs> perfect. You need it to be perfect. <laughs> Look at this guy. Yeah, I know. He doesn't get it. I know. But no, it's like You're I, I need the letters. About doing the X. I get it. As I get kid, it. As a kid, yeah, because I needed I needed all the letters to be like very. <laughs> You're a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 I, I'm, I'm with Andy on this one, Nadav. I we I get what it's he's talking the about. Stupidest cool. thing I ever. So OCD. Ever. Look, it is it is. Hang on a second. Hang, hang no stop. I, I feel Andy. Let's you you and me, man. Let's stay together here because I you just pretend he's not there. Uh, the the. So there's this part where things have to be full or they're empty. You know what I mean? <laughs> sort of yeah. an OCD thing. I, I, and part of it is I like when I start to get anxiety when it's down low and I don't want to feel that. So I wanted it 90% all the time, which is I get it. It's insane. I get that. I totally understand. But that's the thing about OCD. It has lots of insane things associated with it that can be assets if you manage it. Right, so it also makes you it makes you into all the gadgets and stuff we gave you shit about the other day, and it makes you good at that and obsessive about that and perfectionistic about these things. That's all OCD, and it can be very very useful. It made me as ridiculously um, still to this day, in terms of uh, checking up on things with patients. I'm like I'm like insane about it. I check and check and double check and triple check. That's OCD, and it works out to my to advantage. It just makes me do stupid things like charge my phone up when it's half discharged. But mostly I'm disappointed today because Annie didn't bring me that brick he promised me. He's going to bring me a brick. So I was thinking. A brick of what? <laughs> no, a brick, uh, the <laughs> charging brick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Annie, again, Nadav, everything's through the prism of weed. Everything. I, I Everything. forgot. <laughs> you don't call weed bricks. 
Depends how much you're selling. That's man. right. That's right. There are such things. So what were you saying? Um, but no, I, I guess I forgot that the way I buy things in my head, I just think that if I want to buy something, I can't get it until the next, like at least two days. Mm. I can't get anything tomorrow. Cause I just don't buy anything outside anymore. I yeah. just buy everything online. Yes. So in my head, if I'm going to get something, it's not going to get here tomorrow. It's anyway. Sure. So you're just waiting. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I accept that excuse. I yeah. I, that. I assumed though that, I was that looking forward to my break. Time. Yeah. I'm, I'm you know what, man? Now. Hey, I'll go grab them for you right now, bro. Test no, no, me. it's okay. I'd rather have you right here. <laughs> I can get you different types of bricks as well, Drew. Uh, well, thank you. You, Nadav. I, I, you know, Nadav, um, he doesn't reveal as much when he talks to me. You know what I mean? And he says something, he reveals himself. Yeah. I need Nadav to be a little more revealing. What do you mean? It. I yeah. mean, well, well there's sort of, there's a little I mean, reveal. I told you the other day that a finger in my butt makes me come hard. No, yeah, you're he right. told you. He did say that. Yeah. No, Actually, I, he told you, and then you just confirmed it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me write that down, by the way. Well, you're welcome for the information. Why isn't it staying with me as well as any stuff? That's kind of interesting. I think it's because you like any more than me. There's that, but but uh, but but it, it's it's. I think I don't know. Somehow the finger in the butt thing is like I'm not really like. Maybe the things you're into are things I sort of am not into or something. So I don't don't like to think about right. them. weed gambling. Yeah, you don't like any of that. Yeah, well, gam- all the things that you treat people for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe something like that. Well, anyway, speaking of treating people for things, let me get to uh, some of these emails. All right, let's do that. Uh, uh, oh, we have some other stuff to talk about too. But let me switch to emails. Uh, I have a neighbor who had a baby a few months ago. We've seen her drinking wine at all times of the day on her stoop, smoking cigarettes, weed to no end. We never see her walking the baby in a stroller or other regular mom things. The other day, I walked past her place, and she was chugging a bottle of white wine, smoking, and then projectile vomiting all over the stairs. That's the cannabis hyperemesis. You've heard me talk about that. That's not the alcohol in all likelihood. It's the cannabis. Monday at noon, I feel conflicted about calling CPS. I don't want to fuck the baby's life or the woman's life, but I do want her to get cleaned up. God knows what's happened to the baby behind closed doors. What's your advice? Um, She and I are not friendly. Uh, We don't know each other. I've only witnessed her behavior. Uh, Thanks, Hitler. So... um, you know, you you have to let your conscience be your guide on this one. Um, there's a lot of people that raise kids that are doing substances. I don't think CPS would take the mom away just because she smokes weed and drinks. She'd really have to be... They, they might offer her some treatment, which would be a good thing for her. The likelihood of her doing treatment is remote. Uh, people just... but But... Creating a consequence like, holy shit, CPS came to visit us because of my substance use might get her closer to being willing to treatment or maybe even willing to get treatment. But the main thing I think you could get to her on is the cannabis hyperemesis. People, people, when they get that problem, it is very unpleasant. They don't do not like it. And it's one of the things I've seen people uh, stop weed for. When you really, but they have to be convinced that that's what the problem is. But you have to tell, go on, tell them to go online, read about cannabis hyperemesis. That's what the syndrome is called, cannabis hyperemesis syndrome. I have a severe porn addiction. I was first exposed at a very young age. I was 11 or 12. I also live in an area. I heard a guy sent me an email yesterday uh, at drdrew.com that said he became addicted to pornography at age five. What? I know. I wanted to talk to him. I'm like, we should, I should give that email Poor to you kid. and you, we, can, we can find out more about him. Because you're not, uh, at five, you are not like having an orgasm and you're not sexual. So I wonder what he was doing or what he, he thought he was doing. you still have that soft spot in the back of your head, that, right? When does that soft spot go away? 
in the front of the head? Like, when does it develop fully? I don't know. There isn't there. Don't like babies have a soft the, spot? You're like, oh, the, don't touch the, that the spot. The fontanelles up uh-huh. here where they close. That's that's long before age five. But All right, my bad. But but uh, be that as it may, I wonder what he thought he was doing. What it was like. I got a million questions, so I'm going to send you that email. Nadav. We maybe get him on the phone or something or something or get him to yeah, answer my questions. I okay. Uh, okay. I also lived in an area with many porn shops. My addiction has gotten worse since I've aged. I look at porn every day. I have for years and years. I don't know what to do or even worth trying at my age of 59. Wow. Long-term porn addiction. So I would need to know a lot more about him. Uh, I will refer you to a website. It's centerforhealthysex.com. Centerforhealthysex.com. Lots of resources there. And I mean, it depends if you, oh, you're going to go for it. Good for you. There it is. And there's lots of resources there. And the question is, can you stop, right? Can you cut it back? And is it, how is it affecting your functioning, relationships, work, that kind of stuff? And to the extent that it is, if it has marked effect in those areas, you're probably going to have to get some real treatment, uh, unfortunately. It's, it's, it's bad. It is, the porn addiction is bad. And I just talked with the director of Center for Healthy Sex a couple of days ago, and uh, she is not you know, they used to really emphasize 12 step and that's very hard for people. She, they have a lot of other options now besides that. So, uh, 38, my husband is 38, a recovering alcoholic. He has tried multiple antidepressants. Zoloft is the only one seems to help his anxiety and depression. Sober for over a year and our sex life is vanilla. Was it better before? I don't know. Uh, I'm 27, told him I want need sex ideally three times a week, but he says sex drive isn't what it was in his twenties and his drinking days. He's more affectionate when he was drinking. <laughs> Not that I want him to drink again, but I do miss the affection. Is his age, sobriety, or does he need to visit the doctor? It's the Zoloft. Zoloft will sh- will just cut your sex drive to nothing. They literally, uh, they literally, people that are on the SSRIs that get this uh, sexual dysfunction will describe sex as sort of irritating and undecipherable. Un- 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 like they can't understand what people are doing, even when they see people kissing. It's like, ooh, what are they doing? It's weird. Get him onto something else, or uh, just talk to his doctor. I understand it's been very helpful for him. Um, maybe he won't need it now that he's fully into recovery. Uh, hopefully he's going to meetings still on a regular basis, working with sponsor on a regular basis, completing his steps. The steps are designed to deal with the anxiety and depression of alcoholism. Designed for that. So if uh, if he's doing that work, maybe he can get off the Zoloft. I and- have a follow-up question to mm. that. Because I hear that there's like a lot of SSRIs that interfere with libido and sex drive and yes. all that. Yes, all of them. So is there one that's most? The like, worst? That's either the worst or the best where it's just like, oh, yeah, take that and you have the least chance yeah. of it fucking up your yeah. sex drive? Yeah, the 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 least is, uh, um, why am I blocking the name of it? Oh, come on, just look up antidepressant. It'll, it'll come up immediately. Uh Tighten this up and post. Yeah. Uh, do we have a trade name there? Because I don't know why I'm not thinking of it. Is it Lexapro? Lexapro. Thank you very much. God damn it. Yeah, Lexapro is the least likely to do it of the SSRIs. It's sort of a milder one. Uh, in my experience, uh, Prozac probably the you know as you get more powerful, the more powerful ones are more likely to do this. So Zoloft and Pro- Prozac are more likely to do it in my experience. The combined, the dual agents like venlafaxine uh, also can shut you down too. Um, uh, I I went on a campaign at one point to try to help raise awareness about this. 
Uh, Wellbutrin is one that you can use that tends not to do that, but it's a very different kind of medication, so you have to talk to your doctor about that. And uh, because I went on that campaign to educate about this, it was funded by a Wellbutrin company, I got in all kinds of trouble because of that. So I am not part of that company. I am not accepting any, any resources from them to engage in any kind of national campaign, although I feel... V- at the time, the all the SSRI manufacturers were denying that it did this, and I was seeing it destroy relationships all over the place. So I was very anxious to engage in that campaign at the time. Dear Dr. Jeans and Mommy Booth Mommies, I'm at my wit's end. I don't know what to do. My future mother-in-law is an alcoholic, has been for 30 years, can't hold down a job, and her life is in a spiral. Tried all I can. Uh, even I put her in a private rehab for 30 days, costing me over 40,000 pounds. So I, I guess she's in... Uh, 40,000 pounds, a lot. You paid 40,000 pounds and she lasted four days, four hours? There's no way they took your money. Come on. I'm at the point in my relationship, my partner is being affected. I'm not sure I can continue. Any advice you can give me, greatly appreciate Much love from Scotland. Uh, Show me how those big tits fart. I'll do so. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, So uh, you, uh, Michael, need to go to a program called Al-Anon. Uh, Elanon will help you deal with this uh, woman whom you can't do anything about, as you've found out. You cannot control somebody's disease. You can't be uh, responsible for their disease, and you can't expect to be able to change them necessarily. You can use whatever leverage you have to move them closer. It doesn't sound like this woman is going to be very cooperative with much of anything. You must go to a pro. You just go online. Go online to Elanon. If you can get a sponsor, and every time you have to deal with her, talk to that sponsor. It's literally like, you know, this is a disease. I've said many times that it's like the plant in the little shop of horrors. If you go near it, it sucks you in. So you need somebody pulling you back. That is your Al-Anon sponsor or some peer from Al-Anon. And you need to literally talk to them every time you talk to her. It's like a fighter going into the ring. You got to be able to come back to your corner, refuel, get some advice, and then go back into the ring. Otherwise, it will it will eat you. It will eat you. Uh, drugs in the ass question. Oh, here you go. Uh, oh, the old boof. Yeah, Nadab, this is for you. What's up there, Chomo? I have a question that's neither green, brown, nor white. Uh, you've discussed the digestive system. Mouth to anus is technically outside the body. So if you're a drug mule that doesn't use drugs, i.e. none in your system, but you put them up your ass, is there a legal precedent that you're not violating the law since you are neither consuming drugs nor have them on your person? Since they're outside your body. Yeah, but your hand is outside your body too. And if you hold them in your hand, they are on your person. And it's the same thing with uh, your colon. Whew. Touch my camera through the fence. Come on down to Falcon Car Wash. What is that, Jeff? Uh, that's where uh, uh, Fed, Fed Smoker would do all of his dentistry out of. Oh, gross. Okay, well, I've seen many uh, videos of Falcon Car Wash. I, did, did we pick it up in the background or something? I, I missed it. No, he just said that we're over here, Falcon Car Wash. You know, oh, we I got a bad. Can tooth. we? Can somebody please send us some pictures of Falcon Car Wash? I would love to see wh- where that is. There's a there's a number of like oh. Falcon Car Washes. You know, it's a, all over the chain. world, but also in our hearts. No, it is in my heart. It is indeed. So, uh, so what, the drug mules, what they do. I was I was working in a county hospital when that stuff was very popular, and they found ways to package. It was cocaine primarily being muled in those days. Uh, in these corn husks wrapped in uh, like like plastic, and they they had little machines that would sort of tie everything down. And before they had developed it, they were sort of doing it in baggies and things, and they would rupture in people's small bowel, 
And cocaine, when it lands on the surface of like your mouth or your nose, it dissolves the tissue. That's why you people get like look at look at poor Artie, right? Artie Lang, he's dissolved his his cartilage here. It dissolve. Oh, you're gonna get some Artie pictures. Well, just so that people there he is like, right uh, there. That second first or second one. There they are. Yeah, I mean that's what happened to his nose. There he was before. Now where he is now. That is cocaine dissolving the tissue between the nasal nasal um, the nares they're called, and it is a nasty thing. But the same thing happens in these the colon and the small bowel. So if it gets into the bowel, it ruptures it, and you get peritonitis and die. And so we were seeing all these people coming in dying of peritonitis because the cocaine was rupturing their bowel. You look interested in this. Finally, no. I've said something that interests you. No, I mean, I just mm. remember uh, um, Maria Full of Grace. Do you ever see that movie? No. Uh, it's also about drug muling. And I remember mm-hmm. that they made like the uh, uh, like plastic pellets yeah. out of it. That, and they but, swallow them. Well, what interests me is what you said is that they used corn husks. I think that's what they were using. They, had, they, they developed a whole system of multiple layers of wrapping these things up. Wild. And uh, and the mules would just take in as many as they could, and they'd shit them out when they got on the other side of the um, of the of the law. Yeah, Maria Full of Grace. Everyone check that movie out. It's fantastic. Oh, here's intranasal drug use and nose job. We'll try this. Uh, for about two years, I consistently snorted OxyContin. So opiates, fentanyl, whatnot, they can be ingested intranasally. They don't have the same effect as cocaine. Cocaine is a vasoconstrictor. So it does its damage by constricting the blood vessels so the tissue just doesn't get any oxygen. It's been over 10 years since I've started drugs consistently, other than coke, two to three times, the last being over two years ago. I've had a nose job scheduled in a few months to fix a deviated septum and a dorsal hump. The only other issue I've had with the nose is excessive crusting, which I'm currently using Bactroban for preparing for my procedure. Be careful, Bactroban intranasally can cause a headache. My question is whether or not you think my past drug use will increase the chance of complication, like septal perforation during surgery. Uh, it could. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch. All right. Um, I, I like the. Is it all fit smoker? Is this all fit smoker? Uh, so far, yeah. All I, I like the fit smoker just living on with his little aphorisms. Uh, bring bring them. Bring all of them. But keep me keep me on top of them. Keep to reminisce about the great. We had to do a show just dedicated to fit smoker. Didn't I say that once before? Uh, I think I've said that. I think it's a big old. I think that's an overdose of fat. No, no. I think it's like, <laughs> like when's he, when did he die? We should have like an anniversary. Uh, early COVID, I believe. Mm, so it's been a couple of years. So, hmm. Anyway, uh, because by the way, his death is what's going to start happening on the streets of Los Angeles because we have this P two P meth on the streets there. Two P P two P. It's called. Show me. I think that's what it's called, P2P meth. Person to person? No, it's the name of the molecule is P2P. Copy that. Uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, newest product of meth. Yeah, and it's, a, and it's a crazy molecule that causes psychosis within like weeks. It's, 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 made, it's made in the garages. You literally don't need anything that you couldn't find in an automotive garage. And so this is why they've gone to this. It's, it's, it's disgusting stuff. Damages the brain terribly. And it is ubiquitous on the streets in Los Angeles. And people can go along, get weird and psychotic and crazy with it, but live for a period of time and then suddenly die. You know, remember how I kept saying, I think Fed Smoker's going to die someday soon? Yeah, I think we all agreed with you as well. But the the cause of death, it's not like opiates where you stop breathing. It's not like cocaine where you get a heart attack. The cause of death is sort of all over the place. They just suddenly die for a multiplicity of reasons. They just like, they go along just like Fed Smoker. They're, They're crazy. They're living in the streets. They're doing wild stuff dead and 
it doesn't like progress where they go. You look and look at the person and go, oh wow, they're they're going to die soon. They just die out of the blue. That so much P two P has been used on the streets of Los Angeles that that's what we're going to start seeing soon. Not the fentanyl deaths, but the amphetamine deaths. How that's going to go way up. How long has P two P been around for? couple years, a guy named um, Sam Quinonius wrote a book called The Least of Us that chronicled the whole evolution of it, what it's done. And you can literally you can literally map the spread of P2P across the country with the incidence of homelessness in those areas. Whoa. So as the P2P hit, homelessness goes skyrocketing. It's fantastic. Whoa. Well done, everybody. We don't want to do something about that, anybody? Anybody want to do something? It's, it's doable. If I'd gotten my hands on FedSmoker, we could have helped him. But not without a couple months in some sort of containment because he's so psychotic. He'd be running around dealing with the sheriffs. So to answer uh, this young lady's question, do we think this is a girl or a boy? Uh, Maybe we ought to ask for our people's pronouns on these emails. Uh, what was the title of it? Intranasal Drug Use and Nose Job. Shalom, Dr. Drew and Booth Boys. I'm trying to get some hints out of this. Mm. I feel like it's a female. But anyway... Um, the, the fact that she and they know it's a dorsal hump, that sounds like a female thing. Just, you know, I, I've never heard a guy talk about a dorsal hump. That's all I'm saying. So uh, you, need to, you need to absolutely talk to your surgeon about this. If you do not, you are going to be at increased risk of complication. He or she, whomever's doing this nose job, needs to be prepared for what they're going to get into when they get in there and what they can expect from healing and what they can expect from you and even whether or not they should even do this Given that you're still using, I think if they felt there was a chance you'd keep using, they would not do this procedure. So you need to do something about your drug use if you want to preserve your nose. Right. The last person that you should ever lie to is your doctor. Right? Especially when they're about to cut on you. Right. But they, they, look, they know, we know you guys lie to us all the time. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, yeah. Look at and he's like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> like sometimes you could lie. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what type of doctor they are, you know? You figure that out on the first visit. Um... Actually, Drew, I wanted to bring something yeah. up with you. Oh, what? Uh, yesterday, you and you know, some people might be looking at what's on your desk right now, and they're like, what? "Oh yeah, like oh cool, Doctor Drew's gonna start smoking bong loads on the show." Oh yeah, uh, and that's not what that is. No, you came in yesterday with like, "Hey boys, I have two medical grade penis pumps. If you could assemble this for the show, we could play around with it." Yes, that's all right. That's well, no, 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 no. What I wanted to do. Ooh. Yep, I put the batteries in there. It doesn't suck very much. Uh, it does. Does it? Uh-huh. You have to seal it right or something? No, <laughs> I've tested it. Yeah, it oh. works just the way it should. On your penis? Uh-huh. And how about the, the, uh, the, the this, I'm so glad you did that. Thank you. you you're doing God's you work. You are touching right where it was. That's fine. <laughs> I, I'll wash, I'm just kidding. I'll wash I, my I hands. Did not <laughs> Whatever, I'm a doctor. I have no fear anymore. So this is the ring that goes around the base right. of the penis. Right. I was there was like some sort of applicator on there. So that I that's wasn't the thing. Sure so this this is all right. So this is a all right. We've talked about penis pumps for a long time on this show, right? And uh, I think it, this is the erect aid system. Thank you to the Petros Pharmaceutical people for sending me this. A Matuchin, I think they're called. When they heard me talking about it, they go, "We'll get you. We'll get you. You can look at a real one." I'm like, "Okay." Uh, I thought, "Why not?" Uh, and I'm trying to get. I, Oh, yeah, I feel the suck, suck, suction. And, and it causes an erection with that suction, right? Ned of? Confirm the, an erection is ensuing with this suction. Oh, no, I, that was a joke. I did not put that on my oh. back. No, well, God I, damn it. Because I tested it on my palm, and like it definitely right. was sucking yeah, my palm. So <laughs> here's my the, palm this is really one of the hard. things that's sort of the secret ingredient of these medical-grade things. This is a, a ring 
a, a really tight rather ring that you I did they tell you to put around the base of this thing? Is that what their instructions? I did. I read like a paragraph out of the manual, but yeah. I do think that that thing is supposed to slip on your dick once it's pumped hard. Right. So what you do is it. You get the, and it's, this thing is tight. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I would not look forward to this around my penis. I got to tell you. Um, anyway, I mean that's also like a you know I don't know if your dick is that fucking girthy, but that's a little big, right? That thing. This thing. That thing. This thing's a little small, yeah, and, sure. and this thing's a little big. Yeah, but yeah, I think you only yeah. have to get you have to get the suction on the pelvis, right? It doesn't have to be you know the seal doesn't have to be from the penis. You know what I mean? You right. push it into your pelvis, right? And you get what I'm saying? No. So, so if this is the penis, right? Let's say your pencil dick. Okay, okay, that's my pencil okay, dick. Okay, yeah. you can still get the seal against the the pelvis here, uh, right? Uh, and so let's see if the pen goes up, does anything. Uh, why would that? You think the pen's gonna get sucked up? I, I didn't know how powerful this thing gets. I just don't know. <laughs> uh, it's medical grade, everybody. I don't know. I've never. I've, right. I've, I've, so I've, that, that's the question I have for you. Medical grade penis pump. Yeah. What surgeries happen where they're like, we need to get this cock card before we could operate? Oh on it. no 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 no. It, it, this is for you to use on a regular basis. Uh-huh. This is not for surgery. This is for you at home. Medical. If you've grade. had a prostatectomy like me, and you can't get erections, not like me, <laughs> and, and nice. which happens. This is one of the things you might try if you don't want to take medication or you don't want to have a implant or whatever. These are, this is one of the steps, and it, for some men, they this is what they prefer. Implant. And you, oh, implants are very common. Oh, right, because you could turn one of your nuts into like the, pump. the air pump. So you squeeze one of your nuts, and then that makes your dick hard. Cool. Oh, that is very common. You're saying you're there saying is a cool there is a I, we got to get Ashley mm. Winter in here. Ashley Winter is a urologist. Look mm. at look at her a Twitter feed, uh, and she she's very active on Twitter, and she um, all spends all day putting in putting in devices uh. that's mostly what she does uh there she is uh let's see what some of her it's kind of wacky stuff oh cool she's call, calling she about found... clitoral phimosis and yeah yeah she's all kinds of dudes find the clit now you guys know all those great words all sorts of stuff yep yeah. very cool all right so i was I should, we should get her on the phone or something or get her in here if she's in austin where's i don't know where she lives um and uh and she can talk to us about those implants. She does them all day. They're very happy patients to get them. Anyway, so I haven't finished my sort of demonstration. I, unfortunately, how did you get this thing around this thing? What did you do? Practice. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, I see. He's used a cock ring before, is what we're saying. I have not. All right. Ugh, I have used a piece right. of that. So, so the point is, once you finish the pump, then you snap this thing on. Did, I Did you just shoot it off? I, it, it, this is a, I don't think I want you're that. You're going to poke an eye out with it, that. Thing, well, I just, think, I like I just thought of a new use of this. But anyway, <laughs> but you, you, you snap it on the base, and that holds the, the fluid in there. Right? No fucking shot. That's how that works. So that, yeah. No way. Boy, the, Boy, fact that it that? Flew, the fact that it flew away bugged you? The, the fact that when you took it off, that shit would have snapped my dick in half. Holy it, shit. It, it is t- I told you it's tight. Duh, that's that's I not think, just tight. That's like somebody fucking clapping my dick. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I'm... That's the that's the part that I think is the medical piece. Pain for pleasure, yeah. Any? That's how yeah, these yeah. work. And then how do you get it off your penis? And how do you not get priapism? So I'd have, we'd have to talk priap- to you. Oh, is that where a painful it... erection that won't go away? Ooh. And it's, to me, it looks like a, a ring that you know people Can't get imagine. their ring stuck on their fingers, and the finger swells up, and they right. can't get the ring off, and then Ooh. it gets worse. 
you have to saw it off. Well, that, those that's are what that looks rubber like rubber or silicone at least, so you could at least like cut it s- cut it off. But then you also have a blade dangerously close to your dick. All right, how often can I take Viagra? Back from the from the pump to the Viagra, PDE five inhibitors. So have we been over this? Have I? I must have explained this a million times. So the way it works is. You've got these little arteries that uncoil under the influence of nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is released from the, the nerves that go into the base of the prostate and come on out to the penis and hit those arteries. Uh, nitric oxide is broken down by phosphodiesterase 5, PDE5. And PDE5 inhibitors, like, like the whole class of PDE5 inhibitors, uh, will inhibit that breakdown of nitric oxide. So there's more nitric oxide exposure, so the arteries really open up more and better. So I've been, and by the way, that nitric oxide system exists throughout your cardiopulmonary system, particularly in the lungs. I've been taking Viagra for many years. Why is not important? Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Anywhere there's been a significant uptick in recent years, since you can get off-brand Viagra way cheaper these days, I get 100 milligram pills, but break them in half. All right, 100 is too much. That I need to save some money. Good. I've gotten 20 milligrams and 50 milligrams prescriptions as well. I, yeah, I heard that there was 20 out there, which I've never really seen. No matter what size I get very... Wait a minute. No matter what size pill I get, it very explicitly says to take oh, them only every 24 hours. That is almost never an issue. But sometimes I want... One after a late night with my wife, say around 11, and then again the next night at our normal bedtime 7. What's going to happen, especially if I'm only taking 20 to 50 milligrams? Uh, if if I take them within 24 hours, I never have because I'm scared, but I mean, come on, though. Johnny, ta-ta, Johnny. Uh, Johnny, that 24 hours is not a categorical time limit. That's just, generally speaking, one a day. So don't, don't I mean, if you know, if... If you're doing it at 3 in the morning and then again at 7 in the morning, that's not really one a day either. But just one a day is really what we're recommending. 20 milligrams. Issues with my penis. Yeah, taking 20 twice, not a big deal. Um, you know, let you... The, the, the dreaded complication are ophthalmological. People can get these weird uh, vascular problems in the eye. And if you've been tolerating this long, a long time, you're probably going to be fine. Make sure you're not taking any medications or things that can enhance the metabolism of the Viagra. But you know, if you get if you get up towards 100 milligrams, which is the maximum dose, yeah, that one I would wait a couple of days in between. But you're not there; you're never at 100 milligrams. So you're at most taking 100 milligrams in a 24-hour period, and you'll notice you'll get you'll get a stuffy nose. You'll get because it, it dilates vessels all over the place, right? So stuffy nose is one of the more common. Your eyes can the vessels in your eyes you can get red eyes and things. And you, as you get a lot of that stuff, you're taking too much. That's all. Just let let that be your guide. These these are so thankfully a very safe class of medication. But uh, and you sound like you're kind of doing it responsibly. Eh, see if you can, you know, cut back as best you can. That's all. I would like to hear some weird body voice messages. Ooh, actually, uh, hmm. let's uh, let's split up some of these emails and voicemails with some TikToks. So oh, okay, we're gonna split it all up. All right, let's do it. Yeah, let's. Uh, you seem excited about this. Let's yeah, go. We're going I'm excited. Into the TikToks, and these are all Christina's uh, cola. You know, Christina's uh, supply. Of course, she's the only one that supplies these. I told you, she's back. She's back in the driver's seat. She's all back. Some after after the success of her Netflix special. By the way, if you have all the mommies must have watched by now, right? Oh yeah, I mean, mom gene is just so fucking. It, it's great. It's it's wonderful. I, I, I not only is it wonderful because Christine is wonderful, but I love. Well, do you know that she has my executive producer from Celebrity Rehab? John Irwin is her EP, and he was my he invented Celebrity Rehab. It's mm. his idea. 
Yeah, and I, I told her, I texted her, I went, I had no idea that John was doing that. And she didn't either. He never mentioned anything, which is interesting. But uh, he's a great producer, a really great producer. and, and uh, That's but, great. They all did a great job on it. Well, how about her outfit? It's fantastic. Like I remember she showed me some some photos like before like I knew that she'd filmed it. Yeah. But I didn't know when it was coming out. Oh, and she fantastic. showed me pictures. I'm like, what the fuck? So good. This is the most Christina thing yeah. I've ever seen. So good. And, and we uh we actually went to an eighties concert last weekend, strangely enough. Uh and it was a lot of people looking like that. Everyone's all dressed up. But uh, the interesting thing about this eighties concert is the the goth stuff was overrepresented as compared to how common it was throughout the 80s it was there but i would say 40 percent of the people at this concert were dressed like uh you know with the with the black and the black fingernail christina circa 19 what 89 93 something like that when was her, when was her goth period what years were those but she she was kind of late to it right I like mean, when it was already she was a kid no it was when she was growing up she was like a teenager she, yeah it was like from so, middle school to high school so which is what for her we don't know I have no uh, idea. I, I don't know. We can we can look up. Was Christina P. born? Look it up. Does she want that out there? Mm. Again, tighten this up. Seventy six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll fix this all in yeah. post. Yeah. Uh, Seventy six. Uh, yeah, it's about what I figured. So she would have been. She would have been towards the end of the eighties, early nineties. What I thought. Because it. So, all right. TikTok, please. Come all on right. now. Here's the first TikTok. Yes, darling. Yes. Look deep into my eyes, darling. Yes. Yes, the light of God is showing up on you mortals. Yes, you've been naughty, naughty. I must punish you. <laughs> God. Pretty cool, huh? Pretty cool, dude. What is over his right sh- Is that like... Uh, so figurines? No, it's like... what the What's that called? That, that Those figurines that people collect... Uh, oh my God! I think that's what that is. Well, I think he's probably doing this out of his mother's house. That—that's the vibe. Uh, the thinking. guy's got to be fifty years old, maybe he's sixty, right? Yeah, he and he's in his mother's house. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's taking care of her. He's a good—he's a good boy. He's a good son. Wow. And he's doing TikToks. Is there more? Is there any more of his? I always want more. All right. But I caught something over here, and I wonder if you know what it is. I'd say take a look at his shirt collar. Uh I can't tell if this is a scar or just chest hair. Yes, darling. Uh, well, hold, yes. No, hold, hold. It almost looks like a swastika. <laughs> I don't think it's that. <laughs> what is it? Can I get up? Uh, you, you're talking about the thing to, to, to it, our left, his right? Yeah, yeah. Can I get up and look at it? Yeah, all right. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. I need a closer look at this. <laughs> like maybe it's some sort of heart surgery thing? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking at. All right. I have my diagnosis. Yes, yes, doctor. What is uh, what is your diagnosis? That, I was worried that that was a tracheostomy scar, like he'd been on a ventilator for a long period of time. And oh, they and they trache- did the little hole in his they throat. Did the hole so in he his throat, breathe. yeah, so he could keep the the tube in without breaking his trachea Jeez. and his vocal cords. Um, but no, that is just a like a burn, like a, a burn scar. Oh, that's what that is. But uh, interesting, and he has a he has a bit of something called rhinophyma. Which is uh, oh, you're gonna, let's see some good rhinophyma pictures. R H R H drinker's nose. Uh, no, you can. It can be associated with that kind of thing. R H I N O P H, rhinophyma. P H Y M A. Oh, you're gonna love this, guys. You're gonna dig these pictures. And he's and he's looking away. He doesn't want to see it. 
Uh, I'm looking at the switcher. Uh, there he is. Look at the there. The, those are the good Rhino Fama pictures. And now I'm looking. No. At the <laughs> uh, yes. It's just like old people nose. It's like <laughs> W.C. Fields nose essentially. There it is. Oh my god. Yeah, he he looks like our our little guy here has you, you know now you'll do you notice anything unusual anything consistent about these guys? Scroll through a bunch of them. Yeah, that they're all old. Yes, keep going. Just keep going. And white. They're white. I'm not used to seeing Rhino Fama in a black dude. Well, this guy's got two of them. Yeah, terrible. And it's easy to fix too. The, the surgeons have no Whoa. trouble fixing it. Oh, so this is this one's a before and this one's an after. Probably. Because I was going to say, like, man, he, he's got the same type of gray in both beards. Looks like that transformed very quickly. <laughs> no, it, you can you can correct that stuff. That's what's so sad when people let it go like that. But oh now let's God. go back to our our TikToker. Wait, hold on. Ooh wee. You your 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 CO two laser treatment of rhinophyma. I'm now laser. becoming. Oh very, my God! Look at that. Holy shit. Giant rhinophyma. That, that's like ha more than half of his face. Yeah, it's weird. It's just hanging off his nose. How does this happen? What is this? Um, let's let's go back to the content. Let's read about it. Go back. Just switch back to the the description. Just, well, uh, it's a skin disorder, bumpy bulbous, untreated, severe rosacea, chronic inflammatory skin condition. Yeah, it's just sort of a bacterial overgrowth. It's a it's a disorder of the pores, really, essentially, and it becomes hypertrophic and disfiguring. Why does it grow? Small, steady, career, like the average in 8.2 years, rhinophyma to progress from its onset to severest form. Not only can rhinophyma cause the nose to become deformed, but it can obstruct nasal passage. Yep. It, it's really like, it's, a, it's just a very strange disorder. I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, you've never, you guys never been exposed to that? I mean, I just thought like, oh, that's an old person's nose. I didn't think no. that was a medical condition. Oh, no, it's a condition. Now huh. go back to my TikToker. Sure. Let's see. Let's look at his thing. Whether that is rhinophyma, maybe just his nose. Yes, die. I think that's a little yes. bit of rhinophyma, right? The tip is a little too big. And again, I... Look deep into my... Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're seeing some of yeah. like, the disfigurement in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's rhinophyma. Or so, may maybe it's just some of the burn that burned his chest nope, made it up nope, to his nose. Nope, 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 nope. Plus, he kind of is a keloid former, and that's why that's kind of a... That, why that, that's why that scar is sort of raised. It would look totally different. All right, mm. give me another one. Give me another <laughs> okay. one. Enough of this. He's Not so this. fucking sexy. Ashraf, let me suck it right here, right now in front of oh everyone. Oh my God. Please. Shoot. Let me suck it. Go and get the <laughs> I want you to urinate in my mouth. Oh my God. Now, is that just somebody's buddy screwing with him, or is that, is that a guy looking for a... What is going on? I'm not sure. I don't have all the context for this one. He really looks upset. They can't wait for me. I don't know. It does feel like they probably know each other, though, because like, if a stranger opens your door and asks to suck your dick, you wouldn't be like, eh, get <laughs> Well, away. unless you were looking for a prostitute or something, but then he would say, suck my dick or whatever, right? To me, it feels kind of set up. Like, maybe they arranged to meet for some kind of homosexual Yeah, encounter, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. kind of putting him on blast on his phone Ooh, for the internet. Ooh, a whole narrative here. I like that. I like well, how your head works. Quite a theory. This whole story attached to it. All right, we can't prove nor disprove. Oh, yeah, that's a much sadder version than what I thought yeah. it was. What did you think it was? Just go, friends. Just two buddies fucking around. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be just that. It could be just that. So, And they're, they're, are they Indians, Sri Lankan? What do we think this is? Uh, yes. I just wonder if they have a, do they have a, is there a frat boy version of that culture? A frat boy version of you know Indian, what I mean? Sri Lankan? Yeah. I'm sure there is. Okay, good. All right, let's do another one. Top three red flags of men that you want to look out for are where he's not in his masculine energy. So things like he's not a good leader. He won't take any responsibility. 
He's not ambitious. He's a loser. He wants to sit around playing video games all day. He isn't protective. He's a coward. And he's not decisive. He can't make a decision. I just call that depressed, right? But by the way, this reminds me of that dude that we've watched. I think we've watched a bunch of tapes of him sort of demeaning women. He died. Oh, Uh, Kevin Kevin Samuels. Samuels. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. We've not discussed this. Well, yeah, it it happened semi... uh, I mean, from when we recorded this, it happened like a few weeks well, ago, probably. Yeah, but we've point, done a, a bunch of shows, ago. and I've not, I've forgotten to bring it up. Is is there been any homage to him? Are we, uh, we going to miss him? Do we feel good about this? I mean, what, I mean, I'm, I'm going to miss him. Yeah. yeah, we talked about it on YMH. Did like a little, little uh, compilation of all his best clips. Okay, best hits. I'd love at some point to take a look at those. Just a little. I mean, we could switch from TikToks to Kevin Samuel videos right now if you want. You got it handy. I have it ready. Let's do it. Let's all do right. a little bit because I, I was thinking I would kind of like to do that. I, sh- I meant to bring it up to you and I forgot, and then I didn't mention his demise. Also, yeah, I, I just want to say, but fuck this dude. This dude sucks. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, not, not only fuck this dude. He's he's like he's describing people with like. medical conditions and going it's just not a masculine dude it's like no there's a lot of reasons men can sink into that they might be smoke a lot of weed they might be drinking they might be just plain old depressed they might have schizoaffective i mean there's a million reasons and not being masculine is not on my list it's also interesting too that i don't think this motherfucker seems masculine at all like yeah he's very uh, look at his eyebrows very metro very 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 groomed those eyebrows yeah this dude's Look, trying to look perfect. Yeah, he can't make eye contact. He'd be looking up and shit when well, he talks. Dude looks like a lady. Well, he's Fuck looking at the, he's looking at a camera, right? Is he's doing like a yeah interview but, but or something? I, but that's what I'm saying. Like as he's talking, he'd be like looking up, like uh yeah, and like you know when they like don't make decisions and stuff, and yeah. um you know look well, at that, look <laughs> that bitch talking about masculinity. <laughs> look at the up. look at the uh, the logo above his head. Do you see that? Jake Mad- Maddox? That Red looks like name? a lady's Relationship coach. Yikes. Relationship coach. Dude, what credentials do you have to be a relationship coach? Have you any, any mental health training, A, and uh, how are your relationships? How long have you been married, dude? Or maybe he is gay. Maybe he is gay. and. No, no, in which case... That's usually how these things work, right? You, yeah, in which case he should be, you know, staying in his lane, right? He should be, you know, with, within at least his experience and his peers and things like that. Anyway, whatever. Let's give me some uh, Samuels. Yeah, so... Uh, By the way, I didn't like him when, when we used to visit him. It really, He really bothered me, but who, I somehow... Kevin Samuels? Kevin Samuels. But I, but I somehow felt like... Um, oh, my God. He died of a heart attack, like during sex or something, right? Yeah, isn't that what happened? I think so. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, what does that mean? Uh, um, God just delivered a little message, I'd say. But I mean, would you even? I don't know. Like his, I, th- I feel like his advice was was one of those like stern but fair type of lanes. No, know? because he was abusive. Also, yeah, I agree that some people need to hear some of the things he said. Right. We we all kind of agreed on that. But let, let's do a little montage, and we'll go through. Sure. It. Yeah. Winter is coming. No more hot girl summer. No more twerking. Once you're over 35 or 40 years old, what do you have? You got bad knees, bunions, and type 1 diabetes. I love it. I love that. I dig that. Keep going. That I dig. Get real about your aging. That's good. A scale from zero on one to ten, you can't use seven. What would you rank your looks? I remember this. Fresh face out of the shower, you're natural. Yeah. A 10. Your face? Yes. 
A 10. I'm always going to give myself a 10. I'm not going to ever give myself a 10. All right. So uh, there we go right there, people. That's all you need. Thank you. See all the hearts people losing? See, uh, you, can, you can cap all you want to, but you're, mean, not, you're not an international supermodel. You're not an international. And I'm just trying to ask you. See, up, up until this point, I feel like you've been pretty reasonable. But now, if you want to do that, I think we should probably end it because I don't, I don't play those games. He's right. He's right. right. Yeah, he's correct. That people. It's a hard pill to swallow, but you know it is. It yeah, is medicine. And I do appreciate. Maybe I'm gonna have a whole different feeling about this guy when I see him in, in, in post. You know, in uh, what do you call it when you're thinking, looking back at them, like they do at the Academy Awards. In memoriam. In memoriam. We're doing this in memoriam. Uh, he he uh, he clearly is doing this out of concern. Like you can tell, he's earnest is in, in his concern. And I got to tell you something. People's ability to self-assess is a problem, right? Uh, I I noticed this with uh, body image. I, it, we we and we're all over the place. By the way, we're either excessively picky and you know have body dysmorphia, or we're in denial about our health condition because of our weight or something. And he's right about that. That people need to get honest about their self-assessment. And you're gonna if you think you're a ten, uh, it, it's gonna be hard to get through life if if you can't understand. It, it, you know what it is. I think I've said this before with this particular tape. It's Dunning Kruger, right? It's Dunning Kruger. Dunning Kruger right. is inability to assess your ability, you know, like because you've not been exposed. Usually is the reason. But I'm I'm fairly convinced that Dunning Kruger is a lot of other things, and this is sort of that same phenomenon. Now I don't know. He thinks she's playing a game. He thinks she's just saying it because, hey, man, I'm, I'm always a 10. I give myself a 10. Um, there's a difference between insisting that I'm just the best, which is really sort of being a – that's not going to go well. He's right. That's not going to go well. But the more concerning part is if you literally think you're a 10, that's got a kind of a deeper kind of connotation to it all the way into you know narcissistic sense of yourself as superior to everybody else. Give me another one. So far, I'm into him. Oh well, there's a uh, there's a few more clips in just this interaction with this lady. Yeah. Oh, you know, I let's let's I, I okay. All right. I'm doing something for a good reason, and I'm trying to be helpful. But man, you and Rihanna walk into the room. Don't nobody confuse you. You're not a ten. Don't You're not a ten. Rihanna. You're not a ten. You're Rihanna. not a ten. But but that's the point. But that's, that's a ten. You're not a ten. Okay. All right. Good. Rihanna's beautiful though, but. Granted, but on a scale from one to ten, you can't use seven. What do you rank your face? Okay, I'll give it eight. I'll give it eight. Then. You put yourself up there with Beyonce. Beyonce is an eight. Kelly Rowland's a nine. Rihanna's a ten. Hell, Sweetie is an adjustable six. Well, <laughs> adjustable six. Well, here's here's what a lot of people would say: with that, these are traditional images of beauty, and these are you know culturally created, which to some extent they are. Uh, but I, I think people, how do we do that? How, how, Cause I know men have sort of, you know, they, they, they're very, I wouldn't say preoccupied, but, but they notice these things and not everybody's 10 is the same. Like I think a lot of people would have put Beyonce ahead of Rihanna. Right. And so how do we, mm-hmm. so how do we reconcile the fact that there are cultural standards of beauty and yet men I'm not sure they're even responding to cultural standards. They have sort of their own version. What are you laughing at? It just Eddie's comment. What do you say? Come on now. He said, "Come on." A lot of people would put Beyonce ahead of Rihanna, right? 
Mm-mm. No, oh, really? No? Nah. I was more upset with the, he put Beyonce and then Kelly Rowland, which I think. I, who's Kelly Rowland? You have to show me who that she's is. She's the other Destiny's Child. Oh. Uh, yeah, that, is she a nine? Uh, I don't know if I yeah. Not if Beyonce is an eight. I don't know if I could agree with well, that. Well, but, but here's yeah. what's interesting, right? So we're already disagreeing. Right, that's my point. Yeah, is that yeah. I would put Beyonce ahead of Rihanna. I, I get, I get why somebody would make Rihanna their ten. I get it. I would not do that. And I know. I, I, I understand. You can, you can, we can argue about it all day. <laughs> um, I don't think I find traditional tens attractive. Really. Now that's another thing. A lot of guys are put off by extreme. I, I, I remember when I was a kid. This one, uh, I was lifeguarding with a guy, and he goes, "Oh, I would never date a woman with a with a great body." I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah, that just too scary. She's gonna be going out with other guys. Other guys are gonna look at her and blah blah blah." And I thought, "Oh, that's interesting." So that's one version of not wanting to go out with somebody attractive. What is yours, Chad? Uh, I I think it's just it it feels like a an alien species of some sort that I just can't relate to. And it takes too much upkeep, so I feel like it's a different lifestyle that I don't care Meaning she has to upkeep herself or you have to upkeep her? I don't have to. She she probably feels like she does. Isn't this this interesting? I I find this fascinating. It's also to be with someone like that. Now you're going to have to in order to... To, to match with them. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to keep up. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like if they're a super fucking fitness freak or yeah. whatever. Yeah, so yeah, their body is So you got to be ready like, for that, no, right? And they're going to be a slob and get with them. And they've work. probably had a lot of things just handed to them because of their looks. And so, so, I don't know if it, so listen, so funny you would bring this up. So, um, you're not an international supermodel. <laughs> so I was, uh, oh boy. <laughs> all right, this show is all about, about, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I'm about to. Um, So, so, so um, I was at the, you know, I I have to, in prep, people know I'm training for this thing, this super secret mission I'll tell you guys about someday soon. And swimming is part of the training. And I was at the pool yesterday at my hotel and people started coming up to me and talking to me. They recognized me, blah, blah, blah. And this one girl was very, very, very attractive and insufferable. (laughs) And I thought to myself, exactly what chad's talking about like this girl has never no one's ever t- said anything back to her ever and, and they've just sat and like stared at her you know her body or whatever and and she was nice and smart and, and i wouldn't take and I, I don't want to diminish her as a person but i thought this isn't this is somebody who really thinks her shit doesn't stink like really thinks it and i've i've come across people like that i, I normally actually feel bad for people like that but I almost feel like there's a special millennial version of the shit doesn't stink that is extreme. It's extreme right now, almost right. because um, I wonder if it's because, uh, and this is just wild speculation. You know how the, you know, we, we take all these voice messages and we talk to people all the time about, about they're all confused about their sexuality and stuff. And, and a lot of millennials aren't really having sex except for a few. <laughs> A few are having all right. of it. And I think the ones that are in that category really start to think that they're something. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Something like that wait, is we're happening. We're talking millennials? Like, like my so people? You're like 20s, late, mid to late 20s. Oh, is that? That's, that's Gen Z, isn't it? Well, I mean, I'm the late millennials. The, oh, the, late. Yeah. Okay. 
It's not the 30s. I've not seen this in people well, in the 30s. Well, because it's something fashion. like I, I also saw some something where it was just like there's 25 percent of millennials that just haven't had sex in years. At this I, point. I know, and there's like 75 percent. It's like the, the, the highest number. I, of I know them. it's insane. Yeah. It's in, that's why there's so much confusion that we deal with here on this show because uh, they're not practicing. They're not checking it out. Well, listen, this 80s concert we went to. Uh, the other day, our kids were like, what was it like in the 80s? We're like, well, people had a lot of sex in the 80s. That was sort of what was going on. That's what we, they were interested in it. They were There was a vitality that just doesn't seem to be around right now, except this, I would say 20% of millennials are the ones doing it all. <laughs> and I think they're thinking a lot of themselves, I suspect. That's my sense of it. And, uh, and that's what Chad's talking about. Yes? Am I talking about the same thing, Chad? Sort of. Well, tell me a, more. Uh, I mean, there's like a... I'm thinking more like there's a narcissism there. Yeah. Well, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. None of this, by the way, this is all just intriguing to me. I mean, none of, no disrespect from any of it. I don't mean to diminish anybody. This is the time we live in. I, I actually look at a woman like the one I was talking to that I, I was like, the more I talked to her, the more I was thinking, oh my God, can you imagine being in a relationship with this person? It would, I would just be, whoa. Well, yeah, when, when there's people that are just constantly being idolized, like they're just, it's, it's their idolized, but human interaction is just off-putting a little bit. Well, think about if you're a super hot woman, you're a celebrity. You walk in the room, heads turn, right, you get everything chased, you want. Yeah. It's, you, know, you don't have to really work at it. And that's what Chad is responding to. Now, there are plenty of attractive women that, that work through that you know what I mean? That that's are, are complete people. You don't have to cave into that. And there's lots of them. I think more more than when I was young. I think it's something that's really been a good thing in the last twenty years. What are you you're nodding and laughing? No, no, no. Chad's about to pipe in. No. Oh. oh, I was just saying they've got to be kind of down to earth and have a yeah. grasp of like the more difficult aspects of life. Well, I think education is one of the big things that, that makes a big difference. And yeah, and, I mean that's part of it, and, but and, it doesn't have to be traditional education. It could just be like worldly or like working. You know, I like mean, like really, but, adversity. no, no, no. Right. He means like overcoming adversity, but also engaging in the world with with difficult t- tasks. But you taught kids. Did you see a lot of this in the younger folks you were teaching? Um, not so much in in my students. I think they were all. Uh, most of them are p- pretty uh, hardworking. Because yeah, Chad hasn't gotten to the point yet where he can say shitty stuff about people. We got to keep working on <laughs> I'm it. Not going to talk shit to my students. He's not here. been here long enough. It'll happen. I mean, some some of them sucked. Yeah, you've destroyed me completely. <laughs> I'm completely destroyed. But, um, hey, Amen. But I mean. Also, like, it's. I'm not saying I don't date or go for attractive women. I just don't care for the tens that get everything handed to them. Well, there you go. Ugly bitches are the best. But I think this is a topic yeah. worth thinking about because I don't – I think women – I think men are very confused, and I think women have no idea what goes on in men's minds. And they assume that all of them want Rihanna, and that's just not true. No, uh, I, I think that the, the thing about – what Kevin Samuels is saying, though, is he's talking about universal attraction, right? He, he is. is. He's a, self, there is a scale that, sure. that people should measure themselves against if they want to understand where they are. But yeah. what but most of the people are concerned about is what would some guy I'm attracted to think of me? That's really what you really want to know, right? Where would I – how attractive would he find me? And I, Well, but, but what they're talking about generally with Kevin Samuels is why isn't a guy that makes $400,000 a year fucking with me? Because I deserve that. And he's like, why the fuck do you think you deserve that just off the top? Like, all of them would want you. Why? Because because I'm a 10. What? What are you right. talking about? So. And that's that, that is that self-assessment thing. And you and by the way, that girl, let's let's even drill in this a little different way. Could that woman make herself sufficiently attractive to uh, that guy? 
uh, to that four hundred thousand dollar guy. Uh, subjectively, sure, yeah. Like not, there would not, be there. Not, there is a guy out there that makes four hundred thousand dollars if she really presented herself a certain way. Who would like her, right? I mean, the chances are it's, it's very she's, slim. But, it's a smaller yeah. thing, and that's what people. That's the realistic part. Yeah, it's a smaller group, but they're there. Sure, they are there. Sure, that, that's the part that I find interesting. Is we are not all uniform in our attractions and things. What we want in relationships are from other people. It's all over the place. People need to kind of remember that. All right, voice message. All right, some voice messages about weird bodies. All right. Sodder, Daddy. This is Andrew from Portland. Mm -hmm. And uh, my question is, I'll be sitting on the toilet sometimes for like 30 minutes plus, and my left leg will start to go numb. And after uh, my penis shows me where it spits, um, I get this super strange tingling sensation in my uh, taint area. Yeah. Um, is that like the, like a warning sign that I can have like hemorrhoids going or like, what the <laughs> hell does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Wow. People Anyways, are... thanks Hitler. And, uh, hash house is the best. Oh my God. I this guy, this guy. just needs to shit for not half an hour, right? Correct. There, you, you hit the, the, the hard surface of the rim of the toilet seat that any stays away from is it com, com, this is this is this is actually a, a a public service announcement for the any approach it compresses the nerves both in, in, into the penis right under the pudendal nerve and the nerve to your leg that's why it gets numb and tingly if you sit there a long time so dude we need to get a little human anatomy going a little biology just to so you understand how your body works a little bit right just go in there to get the work done don't fuck around on your phone just shit wipe and get the well, fuck out or, of there. or enjoy the numb feeling and whatever well, you're not gonna you're probably not gonna hurt yourself i mean he also he, he said once my penis shows where it spits which means he's jacking off right I, I don't know. I couldn't figure that part I out. I, I, couldn't tell, I couldn't tell if that was a, like a joke. I think it was kind of him trying a, a, a lame attempt at a joke. I think that's what that was. just like giving himself Blumpkins. He's, I don't know. <laughs> no, I thought he said when he came that it gave him a No, he said for the, the spot from which I came feels funny, but whatever. Oh, okay. in, in any event, uh, he also flipped it to hemorrhoids, which is which are swollen veins around your asshole. How the how you got to hemorrhoids? I can't imagine. Look up hemorrhoids and see what they are. They they uh, cause burning and itching and uh, all that kind of feeling around your asshole and pain sometimes. This uh this voicemail was kind of like, hey doctor, it hurts when I do this. Well, don't do this. Yeah, exactly. There's the Doctor Chad. Thanks, Chad. Chad Chad's becoming <laughs> a player here, guys. Professor Chad. Yeah, Professor Chad has uh, got something to say. Uh, all right, that's enough. Enough hemorrhoids. Give me a, a voice message. Yep, one second. <laughs> hey, Doc. Uh, my name's Grant. Um, so I've just taken a, a leak, and I, I kind of felt like a sneeze coming on. And uh, so I did one of those, like, hold it in kind of sneezes where, like, you just keep it in your chest kind of thing. And I don't know if you've ever done that, but that doesn't really feel too good downstairs. Right. Uh, like midstream. Right. So then I exhale, and it looks like it was, like, cold outside like i can see my breath so just kind of wanted to know what what happened with that uh anyway um you bet i'm coming up coming up in may uh press my camera through the fence yeah dude i'm not entirely sure what you're talking about i think you're talking about just an aerosol you created an aerosol from that pressure somehow i don't i don't know how but you essentially it's just aerosolized secretions fluid that kind of thing give me huh. another one i'd also be uh because sometimes i mean i know you I know you don't fuck around with smoking anything, Drew, but mm -hmm. there's sometimes where 
you smoke something and then mm-hmm. a while later you'll burp and then smoke will come out. Burping? Mm-hmm. Well, that's in your stomach. That's uh, that's means some smoke got into your stomach. I mean, stomach. I don't know what tubes are yeah. tied to what. No, that means something <laughs> got into your stomach because when you burp, that's air coming out of your stomach. Uh, there is a there is a reserve in your lungs that's hard to reach, hard to get to. Oh, Annie, what's up? You... No, 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 no. That's just way just, off on how the body. Works. The really interesting thing is here. Here's what's interesting. Uh, is that it doesn't continue on through and you never fart smoke. That never happens. Isn't well, that yeah, because it gets digested and broken down into uh, just fart clouds that don't have smoke it, in it, it, right? it. For some reason, the smoke settles. I'm not sure it's great for your intestines, but it doesn't, it doesn't make it through. So, All right, give me another voice message. Actually, I have, I have, a, I have a question. There was a, there was a time, um, actually it was a couple of days ago, I was just eating like, you know, I eat like two pizzas a night or whatever. So I, was, I had like a ton of bread <laughs> in my throat. When I have a ton of bread in my throat and I try to burp, it can't come out at first, and it like kind of yeah. bubbles, yeah. And so then eventually it does, and it's yeah. like the craziest burp ever, yeah. But there was like a couple nights ago, it was not like coming out. It was like, it hurts. I couldn't well, it just every burp felt like it was just compounding in there, and then yeah. it was just more pressure and shit. Yeah, yeah. Is there a burn? point? Huh? Did it burn? No. No, it just it just it can cramp a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, it just I just felt yeah like a fucking yeah giant a ball right yeah yeah. Um, is there a point where I could fucking rupture something? No, or whatever? you no? could you could trigger an esophageal spasm, and that can be very painful and unpleasant. Mm. But nah, but nothing breaks. Nah, all right, fuck it. It's not it's not great for the <laughs> it's not great for the uh, the valve down there. the The gastroesophageal junction can get a little what you call patchless. But uh, you you know your your ring valves are all pretty tight. We we know that. <laughs> so, so so let's give you another one. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Dr. Drew and Booth Boys? Yo. So my question is um, is about my nose. Mm. I have a hard time breathing mm-hmm. out of my nose, mm-hmm. at least one side. I think it switches back and forth. Mm. Um, did a lot of MMA, still do jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai right now. So, yeah, I, I had a lady look at it one time, and she said it was a deviated septum, okay. but that was just at first glance. So. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's from that or not. When I was a kid, I was supposed to have my adenoids taken out, mm. I guess. I don't even know how true that was. This mm. guy told me that it was going to grow. I was going to grow out of it somehow or mm-hmm. they were going to go. I don't know. Um, but if you can give me any insight or just uh, what I should do, maybe I would very much appreciate it. Love you guys, Booth Boys and Dr. Drew. Take it easy, fuckhead. Yeah. So, listen, deviated septums are very easy to see. You look up there, you see it, you either have it or you don't. And so you have it, somebody saw it, and that needs to be repaired if you, uh, if you want to correct this obstruction you're having. Now, it could be deviated septum, well, it almost undoubtedly is deviated septum plus something else like some sinus obstruction or maybe the, the, there's a little ostia in your sinuses that have to drain a certain way and they may not be draining properly. So you need a full ear, nose, and throat, otolaryngology evaluation. And this can all be corrected. You should, I have a friend that finally, he was with this for years and finally got it repaired. He was like so pissed that he waited a long time for it. People feel great relief when they get this done. It'll help your sleep. It'll help a lot of things. So it might help your breathing in, in terms of your fighting too. I mean, we, we use our nose is an important part of how we move air and get oxygen. So uh, if I were you, I'd really look into that immediately. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much. Again, 818-253-1693 and Dr. Doc, uh, Dr. Drew After Dark at gmail.com. Gentlemen, thank you as always, and uh, we will miss Kevin Samuels. See you next time.
All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.